0: Okay, uh, Welcome, uh, I'm here today with Trevor Young, who is the uh, founder of PR Warrior, but Trevor's also got a uh, really interesting book, which uh, I think's got some great insights, called uh, Micro Domination. Welcome, Trevor.
1: Thank you. Darren, can you remember the subtitle of that book? <laughs>
0: the subtitle? No, I can't. What is it?
1: Uh, it took me a while to uh, to, to learn this by heart, but here goes, how to leverage social media and content marketing to build a mini business empire around your
0: personal brand. Around your personal brand. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about because Al Rees in his book, 22 Immutable Laws of Branding, gives the best definition of a brand. And he says, any pronoun is a potential brand. And I love that. Because, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, so any pronoun can be a t- potential brand. Trevor Young, PR Warrior, Darren Woolley, Trinity mm. P3. So really what I like about... Uh, micro domination is it's almost like a how to, a, a why and how to book on building that personal brand your pronoun well it is i, I like the
1: uh, jeff bezos one it's probably when you overuse these days but you know, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room which begs the question then what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room and that goes to the heart of the concept of brand management doesn't it it because does it does yeah um and i think that's the thing is that we we why wouldn't you want to influence that why wouldn't you want to, you know, if, if, if people's collective experiences of having come into contact with you will determine your brand, not what you say it is, then why wouldn't you want to influence that? And I guess, you know, you go back five, 10 years and it's, you know, in person, uh, maybe if they read you in an industry journal or, you know, on the phone or email, that's, that's where those connections are. But we've got so many more channels um, that we need to be consistent across today.
0: Well, I'll tell you why I think people don't want to do it, and that's because if a brand could be any pronoun, the perpendicular pronoun I, um, a lot of people feel that building their own or having any influence over their personal brand is incredibly narcissistic. I can see where that comes from,
1: and I, I get it, but I kind of don't believe it anymore. I I can understand it, but I don't use that as a... There's a couple of reasons why I think people don't, you know, professionals and, and marketers are in that bag, but I think it's more than just marketers. I think it's business professionals and senior executives generally. And celebrities. Well, there's a little bit of narcissism there. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, so you look at some of the celebrities on uh, Twitter and, uh, and uh, Instagram and the things that have got millions and millions of followers, but in actual fact, what is their talent? apart from
1: being famous. Well, that's right, and it's all about them. And you can tell a lot about a person on Twitter, whether they actually talk back to you or not, and uh, whether they follow other people or whether they don't. And and what we see with celebrities is, yes, they've got big followings, but they don't, and they're kind of like brands, you know, like, companies and organizations that are on twitter a lot they won't follow anyone and they might favorite things or retweet but not actually talk to the person who's yeah there's no
0: conversation yeah, is there's there? No there's no conversation no, no engagement yeah. because i'm the celebrity and you're not
1: but I, I mean if i look at business professionals generally senior executives and when we come to personal brands probably two things that are stopping people from actually going down that track and 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 I've learned to love the phrase personal branding, the same with thought leadership. And they're both areas that people love to beat up on. But until people can come up with better better phrases, we're stuck with them. So let's try and look at the positives of them because there are positives. But I think fear and apathy are two things that do probably stop people. And um, if we look at the, the, the fear... I there's a lot of people and and you know particularly in Australia where we're quite conservative in the business in the business world. Uh, but business generally is reasonably quite conservative and people are really they don't like putting themselves out there all that often. I mean it's it's not easy. I mean you know my background, Darren, I mean I've been in PR, I've been the ones to pull the strings and push my clients out into the spotlight and they're the ones who have had to front the media and in in the past. And now I've sort of had to do it. And and I've been blogging since two thousand and seven and on Twitter and, and social media. But it did take me a while to get comfortable with the notion of putting myself out there. And so that there's a bit of fear around that, but it's also maybe a bit cultural that, that we don't like doing that. And that's the big noting the fear of big noting, I think, falls into that arena. The second one, the apathy, is probably well they don't believe it it's the same people who don't believe you know social media is a fad or whatever a lot of people (laughs) don't believe the interweb is going yeah. so in in quotes a lot of people don't believe in the in the notion of personal branding so that's something you you know that's an that's an apathy thing i think you've got to kind of get over that hump as well
0: except that you know people have relationships with people i am increasingly of the view that it's very hard for someone to have a relationship with a brand in a true deep, yeah, you know, like a brand as in a corporation or a company. Yes, you know the, the human face of that corporation is actually what people bind to. That's right. Right, they do business so, with who they know, like and trust. Yeah, and that's it, people. Okay, so so you would wonder why there are not more people out there representing their their corporate brands, you know. I mean, uh, CEOs, for instance, of organisations get a lot of help and work around, um, what do they call it, corporate strategy, you know, how to be seen in the press and deal with the media to make the shareholders and, and the investors feel good. But they don't do a lot in this country around actually engaging with customers, do they?
1: No, they don't. They, on a personal level, on a so. personal level, no, they don't. They don't, and that's and I think it's a major issue. But and when they do talk personal branding, you know, I, I've heard of some stories where they CEOs and senior leaders and executives etc. They go to an acting school. <laughs> they literally, there are acting schools that take people through these presentation how to boost your personal brand is what they say, and and it's, you know. Kate Blanchett is a great actor. You know, you're not going to be Kate Blanchett. You know, you're going to get caught out one day if you're creating a persona. Personal I'll put it off the straight off the bat. Personal branding is not creating a persona that you think people will like or
0: what the media wants. That's that's absolutely agree with yeah. you. Absolutely agree because even look at actors, okay? They are great performers. You use Cate Blanchett, but let's use Mel Gibson. Mm. Mel Gibson, great actor in front of the camera. But look how his personal brand has taken an absolute battering in the last few years because the real person or the other, you know, Mel Gibson, mm. has come through the media through, you know, drunk driving, racial abuse, all of these sorts of things as well. I mean, it's very hard to sustain a performance in the modern, you know, internet social media era that will yeah. hold up to that sort of interrogation. You can't. It? Everyone's got an iPhone
1: with a with a camera on it and you will be snapped. So it's and, and again, there are so many more channels, and and if you want to raise your visibility and build influence and, and trust in the marketplace, and, and why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, then you need to use these channels, and then you need to be consistent across those channels. I mean, if you're crafting a persona, and you're you're a blogger, and you're you're um, uh, snarky, or you're in your face, or you're you know very very. Uh, hardcore, aggressive. aggressive as a blogger, for example. Yeah. And then you get on stage and you're meek and mild or someone meets you at an event, you're meek and mild and there's a, there's a disconnect. Absolutely. There's a disconnect. Now, I think what you've done well is you've always been provocative in, in what you write and
0: say. Thought-provoking.
1: Thought-provoking. Thought-leader. There yeah. you go. But but, but but you're like that on stage, you're like that in person, you're yeah. like that, you know, oh, on Twitter. Because it's- you
0: can't sustain, you know, I could not sustain a particular persona unless it was part of me. And I think that's where I like the word curate, which is another one of those words that has become incredibly <laughs> uh, debased by yeah. people, because all curate means is filter. You know, filter through a set, you know, a set of criteria yeah. for what I'm going to share and what I'm not going to share. Yeah. It's still me yes. that I'm going to, you know, like some of my friends on Facebook, you look at it and they have the most amazing life ever, but you meet with them and you actually talk and you find out, well, they didn't share all the bad things because this yeah. is part of curating what a wonderful life they're having. Yeah. Is a that point. a bad thing or a good thing? Uh,
1: I, I think oversharing can be a, a big issue. I think it's up to people personally how much they open the kimono on their life. Um, so to I speak. I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> open the kimono. And well, I, I look, I look and, at bloggers. I'd I, have a hairy chest. <laughs> <laughs> I look at um, I, I look at bloggers. So if I look at the people who I covered in micro domination, there's probably 27 examples of uh, and case studies of people that have built global personal brands based on being useful and helpful and creating content and connecting with people around the world and and some of those you know that I mentioned are very open about their personal life and what they've done they take people behind the scenes in, in quite some detail and and others don't but there, there's no right or wrong between that it's what you're willing to do but one thing I see again and again and again in the blogosphere, and and this is you know reflective of life generally. The more you, I guess, take people along for the journey, the more you open up and say, you know, these are the lessons learned from some big stuff ups I've made, or you know, you you illuminate your past and and how that affects your thinking today. Yeah. As it relevant, 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 relevant? Where yeah. it's relevant. Where it if it's gratuitous, you will turn people off. But where it's relevant and And it's authentic, and there's a reason there's a lessons learned or we can yeah. get something out of it. Well I, know, it's
0: good it, it can really work for you. You know, um our mutual friend Sean Callahan at anecdote. So okay. I had a chat with him, and uh, he was saying it's the smallest stories, you know it's the personal stories from your life that help illustrate the point that you're trying to make, that are really engaging with people. So that's, for me, where I draw the line of what I want to share about me personally, is where a personal story actually helps to illustrate and engage people yep. in the point I'm trying to make. But I don't share things gratuitously just because you know I think I'm that important. And I think that's that. For, it's a personal thing, but I'd be interested in your viewpoint. That, for me, is the balance between being narcissistic and building a personal brand. Oh, I, th- I think so. And there's th- three areas. Uh,
1: Marie Smith, who who's a, a blogger and a Facebook expert, and she uses the word is personal, pro- personal, professional, and private. Yeah. And your personal and professional lives are intertwined, whether you like it or not. Yeah. There is no professional you and personal you anymore because business is personal. And but there is a private, and the private is the lockdown. This is not what I share. Mm-hmm. And and I think. We're we're becoming more accustomed to show, showing a little bit of ourselves. But if you wanted to build a, a, we'll say the word personal brand, you wanna build visibility and a reputation and be recognized, then you've gotta show a bit of your personality because that mm. will make you unique. Otherwise you become a drone and we don't wanna do business with drones and we're not interested in interviewing drones and reading about them. So, you know, that's that's where I think it's interesting to, to try and, oh, how shall I put it? You know, just find where you're comfortable with. So the private is what you lock away. Now, some people are on Facebook and that's, they lock Facebook for their friends and family and that's where they can loosen up a bit. So yeah. I'm not really talking about that side of things. So I'm talking about the more public channels like LinkedIn and, and um, Twitter and, Twitter and if, if you are blogging and doing any
0: yeah. of those things. So it's interesting, you said before, you know, some people are really fearful of putting themselves out there yeah. for the point of alienating, you know, the tall poppy syndrome, the, you know, having people think, against you. Yeah, I think that there's a bit of that. And it could be... And let's look at putting yourself
1: out there. That could be as simple as being on Twitter. It could be publishing content like a blog or on podcast, being interviewed, speaking on stage. Yeah. How many people hate that? And for a very good reason. So putting putting yourself out there, in air quotes, um, it can manifest itself in different ways. And and, it, and a lot of it's very understandable. I mean, a lot of people are shy and they don't, just don't want to do it. And uh, that's okay. But, you know, we're, as we get into a very... Hyper competitive world, and people aren't in jobs forever. Or you might end up wanting to run your own business, or you might be running your own business. Again, business is personal, and and what do we do? What do we do before we meet someone today? We check them out. We always hmm. check them out. And if you're going on LinkedIn, from, usually, <laughs> yeah, and it, and and you can see who's checked you
0: out. Or on Google LinkedIn. search them. Yeah. Well,
1: if I Google your name, what am I going to find? Hmm. Seriously, what am I going to find? Well, How if I- you look
0: far enough down, you'll find a pedophile that lives in Sheffield in oh, the UK. No. So I'm glad that I've built <laughs> enough content online that that's now at about page 12, because it's not me. It's another Darren OK? But um, go, you know, we, talked, we talked about this last time. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> This is uh, something we talked about last time we caught up for a coffee, was you know I have the point of view that you have to be willing to alienate some people. Yeah, you know, if you're going to stand for something, then there are going to be people some people that stand against you, right? Whereas I find mm. too many people put themselves out there and try and stand for everything or, or yeah. but or in many ways stand for nothing and then feel like the whole exercise has failed because yeah. they get no response. Yeah, it's a it's a good point you make and and, it, and it's true. It is true. And there's varying degrees
1: of that as well. Um, it's I guess that's another reason why Business professionals and senior executives probably don't put themselves out there because sometimes they might not know what they stand for. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, no, I flag think that's really the, sad. <laughs> but flag in the ground stuff that yeah. you're willing to stand for and stand be, be for. You know, if you're for. blogging and you blog, you know what it's like. It's, yeah. there's nothing more sobering than pressing publish on a blog post. Do you really believe it? It's out there for good, of you course. know, like you. It, it makes you stop and think. And and what is my and and you? It's about called finding your voice, really, isn't it? Yeah. So sometimes, and and no one. If you started blogging, it's it's you won't find your voice straight away. I look back at my early stuff; is a lot different than what it is today, and, yeah. and it would have been the and same with you. And that's okay, and that's part of the evolution.
0: As a human being, you evolve; your point that's of view evolves. But the thing that it actually does is it creates you as a human being, because you know it's it's the same as what people read about you on your blog, or read what you tweet, or sh- what you share on LinkedIn as your updates yep. and things. Um, yeah, you know, if if it's banal, if it's bland, you know, it's like being on a fourteen-hour flight to LA, sitting next to someone who wants to talk about the most boring subject, and they only have that one subject to talk about. Yeah, you know, it, we do react to people as as human beings. You know, even though our relationship is purely online. There's a good book by Erica Napolitano called "The uh, The Power of Unpopular," and it is
1: about what you were saying a minute ago: is that you, you, if you take a position, you're going to alienate some people necessarily, you know, and the stronger the position, probably the more alienation, but the more fans you'll pick up for yeah. people who agree with you on that position. Even Apple. There's a lot of people who hate Apple. Exactly. You know, every strong brand, personal or business or non-profit will have people that don't agree with them. They don't have to hate them. I'm not talking about the haters. I'm talking about they... You know, <laughs> haters going to hate. <laughs> haters going to hate. Um, I'm talking about people who might not agree with you, but at least, you know, they. You know, hopefully they respect you as well for your point of view. They, but they might disagree. But I think
0: that if you polarise, the stronger there's a group of people disagreeing with you, yep. the stronger... Yeah, you know, it, it's like yin and yang in a way. Yeah. That if you take a strong position, you may get a smaller group of, of loyalists, but you'll also get at the other end yep. a small an equal group of detractors yes and and what you know from a business point of view what you want to do is make sure that you get a large group of loyalists even though that comes with a large group of detractors that's because the loyalists are going to be the ones that are actually going to drive your success yeah and if you look at someone like seth godin who's probably
1: a perfect example you know people who love seth love seth and there's a lot of people who dismiss him uh, I don't think he concerned too much about that, given and and that's the his popularity. But he's yeah. he's 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 staked out his claim, his positioning, and I think again we don't we're not talking about creating a false persona that's going to be controversial, and we're going to just do that for the sake of it, because mm. that won't cut it as well. And 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 there's degrees of. Uh, being provocative. I mean, it, 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 you don't necessarily have to be provocative. You just
0: have to have a stand and a point of view. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to, yeah. You don't have to deliberately court controversy. No. You just have to have a point of view. And you said it before. I love that. What are you willing to be st- to stand for and be accounted to? Yeah. As a point of view. What's your flag in the ground? Okay. So we've been talking about CEOs and sort of people founding businesses and building their own personal brands on a global basis. Um, I'd like to talk now about something much more practical, which is building your career for someone that is you know, working their way from company to company. And the reason I'll say that is that the number of marketers, very senior marketers, because marketing is quite a, quite a volatile profession, who will be in a job and you know, on a personal level, won't return a phone call or an email for the two or three years that they're in the job. But then suddenly when they're made redundant or choose to leave, they're calling me straight away and going, how can I get my next job? Can you help me? Mm. And you'll look at their social media profile and Trevor, it'll be non-existent. Yep. Well, there's a couple of things there. I mean, I guess is, um, I, and I've,
1: and it's not just marketing, uh, but the, I guess that's the field we both work in. So we, our exposure to that industry is, is greater. But yes, how many people all of a sudden want to uh, connect with you on LinkedIn and have a coffee and all of those things, but they've added no value to your life up until that point. And, and, and ultimately the, the building blocks of a personal brand are the, the connections you make, the conversations you, you have, um, and these conversations today can be public and private uh, and very public, you know, obviously online. Um, you know the content you produce, the collaborations you're involved in, all of those things. So if if they're things that you're doing all the time, then you are they're the building blocks of your brand. You can't just build a reputation uh, because you're going to need it in two weeks' time because you're leaving an organisation. You know, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. It's the the things that you do and the actions you take on a daily basis that will 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 be form the cornerstones and the building block
0: of. Your reputation and brand is reputation. And, well, even if they embraced LinkedIn, and the reason I pick on marketing is that you would think anyone that understands the value that's created through a brand should also be able to translate that to the value they could create for their personal brand. But I'll I'll share with you an example. This marketer was in a role on a very high-profile brand as the CMO for four years. In that time, when when they left that role, they had less than 150 connections on LinkedIn. Yeah. Now, I said to them, how many people have tried to connect with you over that time? Oh, I don't know, hundreds, they said. I said, did you accept any of them? Oh, I was too busy and I didn't really know anyone. Now, that means they're now, apart from their reputation of working in that role, which is largely unavailable to anyone that you know, they didn't want to talk to, they're now out in the marketplace and, and it's now almost two years and they're still looking for a role. Wow. So, you know, I said you should have done this on the day that you start your new role. You should start building your brand for the next role and the one after that.
1: And you and th- th- need to take a leaf out of the head of studios in Hollywood. The moment you start looking for a job is the f- day one you start a new job. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as that in marketing. But but I think one thing marketers, where they might be, when I say a disadvantage, when you, when they think brand and marketing, a lot of it's still push, 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 because that's mm-hmm. the way marketing is. It's not the way marketing is now. So personal branding's the same. You, you will build your brand by being useful and helpful and relevant to other people. Mm-hmm. And how can you do that? How can you connect people? Just connect if you're on Twitter, and I'm going to say, what do you mean you're not on Twitter? Of course you're on Twitter. You have right. to be on Twitter if you're if you're in the industry, which it's a platform that's disrupting your industry. Uh, just to at least be involved and to see what's going on and to connect with other influencers. Um, you know, Twitter is probably the best for doing that. Um, but you know, connecting people, proactively connecting people, proactively giving recommendations to people, proactively writing articles and. Uh, and um adding quotes to online publications and putting your hand up to speak at functions if you're a senior marketer and you've got wisdom and you've got experience you've got case studies why not offer yourself up to speak Um, and 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 even help younger people coming up through their career you know all of these things it's it's the combination of all of these things collectively over the journey that tell your story now if you're not involved you don't help you don't, you don't even create anything on LinkedIn. Uh, you've got no photo on LinkedIn. All of this tells a story. People say, oh, I've got a blog. Yeah, but you haven't, you've, you've blogged twice in six months. Hey. That tells a story. You've run out of ideas. You don't care about the community in which you, you're a part
0: of. Well, I, of I think what you're saying, and I agree with this, is just doing your job is no longer non- enough. No. Is it? Just doing no. your job because, you know, this is from an old you know, twentieth century paradigm of if I do a good job I'll get another job. The trouble is That's generation crazy. X, Y, and Z are coming through in a world of where they can be you know manipulate and participate in the media, in social media or media, and the, the whole rise of the celebrity. Means that they understand the power of that. So, you know, for people in the later parts of their career, and, and what you said a minute ago reminded me, uh, Michelle Lawrence, who was the ECD at J. Walter Thompson, always said to me, when you're at the top of your career, be nice to everyone. Because you'll see them on the way back down, right? <laughs> and so the idea of giving back, you know, participating, giving back is really important, I think, as a way of thinking about your career—not just job, job, job—but how, you, what's your legacy? What are you going to be known for? Uh, reputation or brand, uh, personal yeah. brand. And 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 the way we work today—it's you know, some people you might end up having a
1: portfolio approach to work, um, which is you know, you might change the way you work the, the the organization you want to work for might only want you for a, a project i mean we're becoming that i mean tom peters and the whole brand new thing has been foreshadowed you know how long, how long ago was that mm. 20 years or something more, more. Wow. um and you know I, I i remember putting that on twitter you know i can't i'm just i'm just rereading brand new in fast company and i can't believe it's however many years ago and 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 quick as a flash he came back and said uh, tweeted back to me and he said do you realize that the first time i I um, talked about the concept was to a group of accountants in London. Wow. You know, so <laughs> Tom Peters, I mean, you yeah. if anyone says, "Oh, I'm too old for social media," he's not he's not a spring chicken. Yeah. Uh, and he's his brand is very strong. I think he um, he describes himself as the red bull of management consulting or something. It's 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 fantastic. Very but, visual. Yes, but I'll uh, just give you some examples of of uh, people I mean, I've employed people off Twitter before. Um mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best ever employees I've ever had. You know, she was from Sydney. She was making connections. Uh, She she connected with me, added value, you know, helped introduce me to people, you know, proactively. Um, So we knew each other on Twitter, but never knew each other outside of that. And then one day she said, I'm coming to Melbourne, look for a, you know, look for a PR job at some point. Mm. Can
0: you, you, do you mind pointing me in the direction of anyone I should be talking to? But what a great proof of someone actually knowing and living the disciplines. Yes, you yes. Know? Like in an interview, oh, yes, I understand social media. But if you can go back and actually she's built a relationship with you before you even employ her and you know her capability. That's
1: right. And and it wasn't actually right for me to employ her at that time, um, but by the time she was ready to come down, I was right. And yeah. so it, it kind of made a lot of sense. But I'd, I could watch her in action on twitter because it's such a public stream and how she you know reads a lot of good information shares that information those articles videos etc connects other people with each other gets involved in conversations she was she was better um connected than i to people in melbourne than people in melbourne yeah and so that's what i like because we're in the business we need to have connections we're only as good as our Our networks and our connections and the the influence we can have.
0: Well, you know, people say this glibly, but business is a people business. Yes. Like all business is now a people business. It's all about relationships. So, uh, you know, going back to the the people that have said to me, oh, I only connect to people on LinkedIn that I personally know. Mm. I mean, I understand. I used to be one of those. Yeah, I I understand that's a personal choice, except that. There is a network of people and connections out there that you don't necessarily have either worked with or have even met face-to-face. Yep. But you have a connection because you've got the same interests, you've got the same focus, you've got the same ideas or even clashing ideas. Right. This is how you build these relationships.
1: I, there's two ways of looking at it too. On, on Twitter, why I love, love Twitter is it, it allows you to connect with people who in all likelihood you, you would never get to meet in real life you just your circles might not intersect and so and and i've made some just brilliant friends and connections over the journey locally and overseas through that so that's what twitter enables you to do linkedin and, and i was one of those people i believed in the the you know the business card stuff i don't even have a business card anymore uh, but that that whole notion of handing over a business card and and uh, then i'll link in with you and I, and that was the way it goes and then i was i i you know i guess as you speak and you blog and people want to connect with you for different reasons and if there's a relevance there and everything I, I will do it now and and i i wholeheartedly embrace that and i've made some really good connections that way because if you're out there doing things um and linkedin's got a great blogging platform and every time mm. you know i'll put up a blog post and it gets views and then people will either follow or connect and i think they they're good things because again they're people, they're people who are recommending you, they're following you, they, they like you. You might not know them. And that's powerful. That's, 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 that's incredibly powerful. So, you know, to shut yourself off, I, I'm, I'm now a convert to be open. You don't have to be open to absolutely every connection i mean you have to have a look at you know what people are connecting for and are they writing you a scams yes and are they writing you a note and that's you know or they just connecting straight up um without you know with the generic um invitation albeit sometimes on the on the linkedin app you say i want to connect with someone to write a note and then it just sends it off so you've got to have a little bit of a leeway there but you've still got to be circumspect about who you accept i think that's a good thing but You know, I don't think you should shut yourself off from the world. Open up, be open and transparent, meet more people, get more points of view, um, share more content. Mm. Look at other people's content. If you're going on LinkedIn, and I talk about having a presence, it's one thing to be on LinkedIn or Twitter or anything else. It's another to actually have a presence. Yeah. A presence means you're involved. LinkedIn should be something you're looking at. Sharing, everywhere. commenting. Sharing, commenting. Are you reading good stuff? You want to share that with people. You, when you share it, there are there are other people that you know will like that topic.
0: Mm. Participate in groups of like-minded people. Participate in groups.
1: Create your own group, mm. you know. Um, there's there's so many ways to get involved now yeah. and, and and recommend others and, and share other people's con- content and hat tip them and acknowledge them. You know, these yep. are these are good things to do and it's a habit. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a mindset to do and then it's a habit. Yeah. And then it's the law of reciprocity. Yeah, I got that out. I normally stumble over that word. Reciprocity. reciprocity yeah. Don't get me to say it again. And, one of the
0: seven ways of influencing people.
1: And um, and it's true. If you always do it without the expectation of getting anything in return, you do it genuinely. And and this is how I think brands generally should deal with the Marketing today, give 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 first. Yeah, uh, I always give the example, and it's a, a guy called Brian Goulet. He runs the Goulet Pen Company in America, and it's just grown an amazing, amazing community. And uh, as a, as a you know, not a classically trained marketer at all, he he sells pens. Yeah, he sells fountain pens, ink, and paper. Uh, and and he starts off his approach to marketing:
0: How can I help the most people?
1: Yeah, not well, what I can
0: get out of it. Trevor, it's been fantastic. So, Micro Domination is all good bookstores, Amazon and... Amazon,
1: and it, Audio,
0: Kindle. All of them. Yeah, is good. It's a, it's a
1: classically trained uh, Shakespearean actor, I think, from England, so it's very good for Reading your
0: words. Reading my words. Well, thank you very much. This has been great. I love catching up with you. Um, thank you, Darren. Pleasure. And uh, so, how many followers do you have on uh, Twitter now?